There will be lots of links in the show notes for this episode to the stuff that I mentioned. I encourage you to take a peek because I read and watched a lot of great stuff while researching for this script. Better with Books, Episode 18. We've run out of excuses. Also, capitalism isn't flawless. I've grown up, as most kids do, confused by many things. But one thing in particular, the notion of finding oneself. In my journal once, I wrote something along the lines of, to find yourself, you just have to look at where you are. I guess I thought I was a pretty witty person. So this idea confused me. How can anyone not know who they are? At the most basic level, they are a person looking for themselves, right? You are who you are, whether you enjoy being in the position you are or you want to change or whatever. You are who you are. As Chantel Martin would say, you are you. But Chantel Martin also has another saying, are you you? In fact, that's the sticker of hers that lives on my laptop. And today, after my years-long struggle with this question, I'm ready to answer it, after a fashion, with the help of capitalism and the things that are wrong with it. Also, minimalism. There's some of that in here, too. But mostly, it's something new. It's a combination of ideas that has, finally, shown me what it means to find oneself. Desire, Buddha says, is the root of all suffering. We want what we can't have, and what we end up getting, we end up not wanting. In fact, I'd argue that most of what makes up our lives, at least most of the negative that makes up our lives, stems from desire, and that that desire is unfounded and unnecessary. Think about it this way. If you're like most people, you grow up going to school. You try to get good grades, or the adults around you tell you to get good grades. Why? To get into a good college, of course. Why? to get good internships and learn a trade and learn important career skills and network. Why? So you can get a good job. Why? So you can make money. But why? So you can survive, yes, but once that requirement is met, as it is for most of us who live in the developed world, mostly so you can buy a car and house and constantly want new and better things and upgrade the things that you already own. Why? So you can feel secure. Not just secure in that you have enough to live off of and feel safe, but secure in that you have more than the people around you and that you matter and aren't a failure in other people's eyes. So that you feel validated and significant. There's two problems with this chain of events, which you might not even agree are problems. Number one, it never ends. There is no point at which you'll have enough if your goal is to have better and more than the people around you and even than your past self. And number two, more destructively, nowhere in that chain of events is the most important person in your life being addressed. You aren't being asked, hey, what do you actually want? Do you want a well-paying job that you won't enjoy? Do you want to take what modern society has decided is the most logical path? Paul Graham, in his article titled How to Do What You Love, he writes about prestige, this quality that we seek to develop in ourselves but that shouldn't actually matter to us because, quote, prestige is the opinion of the rest of the world. He continues, Prestige is like a powerful magnet that warps even your beliefs about what you enjoy. It causes you to work not on what you like, 
but what you'd like to like. Here's the question of the day then. What if you didn't accept the default? What if you found your own reasons for doing your own thing, taking or making your own path? And now I'm closer to knowing what it means to find oneself. It means to stop accepting the default and to figure out what is the right way for you personally to go. In the novel Fight Club, the nameless main character through the story was trying to hit rock bottom. And just like the whole finding thing, I was confused. Why? Why did he have to destroy his entire life in order to, what, become a new person? Live a new life? But as I've researched for this episode, I get it, sort of. It's only once you've hit bottom that you know who you are, you, alone, out of relation to the things around you, not in reference to your career or your friends or your taste in music or your choice to buy the most expensive car you could afford, because at the bottom, all of that has been given up or destroyed. At the bottom, there's just you. This famous quote from the book says it better. It's only after we have lost everything that we are free to do anything. Now, the question is, what drove Mr. Fight Club to seek rock bottom? What, in other words, drives us to seek ourselves? One word, individualism. One of my favorite videos by the School of Life, called The Modern World Makes Us Mentally Ill, you can find a link in the show notes, explains how individualism creates in each of us this idea that we are destined for a unique and meaningful life of our own design. But at the same time as we are taught individualism, the schools we go to, the jobs we're asked to perform, the systems we are a part of, are trying to get us to fit a mold. The mold outlined above, the path of going to school, going to college, getting a job, amassing equity. But, here's where capitalism finally comes in, what if we don't want to constantly be making and saving more money? Because as much as the modern world is literally 99% an economy run on currency and as much as we've been programmed to go after money, money isn't this end-all, ultimate, magical answer to all of our problems. And it certainly isn't the answer to who am I and am I me. The truth is most people live off of much, much less than most of you listening do. Nearly half of the world's population lives off of $2.50 a day. The average American makes about $200 a day. So, even if you don't feel it, you most likely have room in your life to take a break from money and focus on you, on what you want your life to be like. All you need is enough to support you, your family, and your true passions, your side projects, hobbies, the quality time you want to spend with your loved ones, or alone in nature, or in the library, or in the studio. The Austrian writer Marie von Ebner Eschenbach once wrote, To be content with little is hard. To be content with much, impossible. Most of what you're working your butt off for, a bigger house, a nicer car, new clothes, eating out, you don't actually need. And if you thought carefully about it, maybe you don't even want most of it. If you tailor your life correctly, tailor it to fit you, if you cut out the excess, you'd be surprised how little it takes to be happy, to live a life of your dreams not someone else's standards. If you're interested, I've linked MIT's living wage calculator in the show notes. Humans started out hunting and gathering. Then they developed farming and started staying put. Everyone had the same job, pretty much, because they were all trying to simply survive, and humans all require basically the same things to survive. Food, water, safety. 
So they grew and hunted food, dug wells, and built shelters. Then they built cities, and suddenly they had ways of divvying up the work that had to be done, and specialized trades appeared. But because of classism and racism and scarcity, not everyone could pick out their trade. Not everyone had the same income. Not everyone could live the lifestyle of those at the very top. And those at the very top, the most wealthy, it wasn't lost on the less wealthy that the top people seemed pretty happy to be on top and that they did everything they could to stay there. So everyone sought a way to reach the top. The people on top weren't happier than those on the bottom because they were wealthier, but because their basic needs were comfortably met, food, water, safety, and subsequently, they had more freedom to choose how they spent their time. That's what made them happy. They didn't have to work for anyone other than themselves. They had time to find out and do what they enjoyed doing. So even as industrialism and standardized education were developed, we were taught to aim for the top, where the most freedom, and the most happiness, could be found. But we're forgetting something if we think that the most happiness can still be found by amassing more wealth. Because the people considered wealthy 200 or 2,000 years ago are equivalent to today's very poorest. This, this perspective, is so important. We have to realize how much we actually have if we're ever going to stop focusing on acquiring wealth and instead focus on creating and collecting the things we truly love in life. The world has changed drastically since we decided that wealth was important. Resources aren't as scarce. New ways are constantly being invented for people to make money from where they are by doing what they love, like me doing this podcast. Companies like YouTube and Patreon, the economics of ad revenue and the reach of the internet, they're creating a new playing field, a level one, one that you have no excuse not playing on because everyone with an internet connection is invited. The world is changing. There are fewer and fewer excuses. There are fewer reasons to stay on the beaten path. There are more and more reasons to find yourself, to do you, and make what you want out of your life and not be afraid of missing out or not having enough. You can tell I watch a lot of Jack Conte videos and Casey Neistat vlogs, can't you? So, two things to remember. Number one, capitalism, consumerism, and the standardized society we live in are all bullying us to take a specific, well-worn path in life. Let's not accept that default without first finding ourselves and figuring out what we actually personally want out of life. If we want to constantly be traveling and we're okay living out of a trailer, great. You don't have to make much money to live out of a trailer. If you're okay with a house that has tiny bedrooms but a large yard and a big dining room for your dinner parties, great. If you think you'll be fine taking the bus or subway or a bicycle to work every day, skip buying a car and only rent when you actually need it. Prioritize what you want and don't pay for all the extras that you don't. Number two, the world isn't what it was even a hundred years ago. You have many, many more options and many, many more ways to make your dream a reality and live a comfortable, fulfilling, unique life. So don't, please don't waste that chance. There are many people, long dead, who would have loved the chance to live a life of true individualism. So that's pretty much it for my critique on capitalism. I'm sure you guys don't all agree with me or you have something to add. And I encourage you to get in touch with me. You can find me on Twitter at Ruth Roots. That's Ruth, R-O-O-T-Z. And on Instagram at RootsMac. That's Roots, M-A-C. And as always, and especially for this relatively controversial episode, I thank you guys for listening.